Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, Peter Woods, before I have you introduce your guests, I want to ask you a quick question. With the weather the way it is today, do loggers still work out in the woods in this kind of weather? Uh, yeah, they're still going. So a lot of shut down, folks. Hello, Peter Wood here again for Let the Sawdust Fly. Thanks for having us back there, Brad. Um, yes. The, the, there are still guys going some. A lot of shut down because the weight bands came on uh, about a week ago or so. And oh, yeah. You get, what happens with like the county roads, if they get too thick of softness, even with the cold morning, it won't be enough to tighten it up enough to where it won't damage it. So a lot of times you're done anyway. But there's some folks that got sure. timber in different areas where they still go on a regular basis. And some shut down for the season where they won't go back. That's in the upper Midwest. Other parts of the country, they go year-round. But here, there's, there's, there is individual loggers that do go year-round. Uh, but up where we're at, the, the soils aren't quite right to do that. And you do more damage than good if you tried going too late. Sure. But the, the forest... Actually, we're doing a little bit on our own property still right now, and the ground is rock hard yet, really rock hard, and Good. so it'll, it'll still okay. hold up for a little bit, but uh, that's going to end here in a little bit when we get a couple thunderstorms or something like that, and it'll be over. But anyway, yes, well, we, summer's still Wood, going. Uh, Peter Woods, the, people uh, look forward to this segment every month, uh, Let the Sawdust Fly. It gives people a chance to know what's going on in the logging industry. So explain and introduce your guest today, if you would. Yep, uh, fortunate to have some local 49ers who we became a part of a few years back. We have, in studio, we have Dan Snitterich, Ryan Davies, and then on the phone from the metro area, we got Jason George, who all will represent the 49ers and got to know these guys our actually our very first meeting was back in 2014 when we actually started doing this and then in 2017 folks that have never heard about this um our family business became the first union logging operation in the whole united states and it's been uh when we started doing it wasn't quite sure was uh granted nervous a little bit nervous because i thought what what we, could we be getting into but it's actually been an excellent, excellent thing, and we sign a basically a one year contract, and and uh, at ten months we can opt out if we wish. So we can talk about that a little bit here very shortly. But uh, 2017 was when we first started, and here we are, 2022, and we've uh, we're 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 planning on staying with them. The big thing for us, what was a selling point out there, folks? The real big thing was the integrity of the folks that we were dealing with. The honesty, it took time to get to know, okay, are these people legit and that? It did take time, but it, it, uh, I knew they were honest, and it worked, it's been working out excellent ever since. And they got a tremendous training center. These folks really work at it. They do care. And that's the big thing is uh, you have to have a trusting relationship, and they have proven it. And um, right now, uh, Dan, you were here last time and been a part of it, and how has it been for you? <laughs> Yeah, good morning, Brad. Um, thanks for having us good morning, back as Dan. well. Um, good morning. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's been a, a, a wonderful partnership um, since the last time we've been here. Um, a lot of things have changed. Um, uh, it's working well. Um, I like to think that uh, uh, what we bring to the table is, is, uh, is, a, is a partnership with the logging industry, and, and we're trying to make that better and and work on that in different ways uh, every day that we move forward. So um, it's been a great relationship. Peter's uh, spearheaded a lot of that. Scott's helped us a lot as well. And uh, um, just looking uh, f- uh, forward to the future and how we can make it better. So, 
Well, it, it seems to me that there would be some natural tie-in, Dan, to the 49ers because 49ers are, are usually labor-intensive type of unions anyway, aren't they? Yeah, we uh, essentially we specialize in, in running heavy equipment. Um, we're a very diverse union. Uh, we do a lot of different things, but but essentially what we really bring to the table is the, the skill set of our members that uh, with the hand-eye coordination to work uh, with your hands and, and run equipment and and make decisions and, and run things safely and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a wonderful sure. partnership with the with the logging industry and uh, and uh, it, it's 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 growing as we speak. So, well, maybe you guys can talk a little bit because I have a feeling. Uh, I mean, in talking to Pete before, I know that one of the benefits with the Forty ers was that you guys do a lot of training sessions of employees to help them learn how to uh, safely manage and operate equipment. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely one of the things that we bring to the table. Um, we've uh, we've made some uh, some gains as far as where we're headed in the future, as far as making an investment into um, uh, other types of training that that maybe uh, Jason can speak to after a bit. But but yes, we uh, we offer a lot of different um, types of things for our loggers, um, whether it's CDLs training or welding and mechanical training, um, just general equipment training. Um, we're getting into some some simulation uh, uh, training as well, which is uh, kind of state of the art. Uh, uh, different specific types of of, of training of uh, of simulation. So you actually are not sitting in a machine; you're sitting in front of a screen and you're running the levers just like you were in a machine. But uh, oh, it's, sure, it's sure. state of the art simulation as far as what they're doing. So. Peter, this sounds like kind of exciting stuff. Now, has the logging industry itself kind of uh, taken a look at this, or uh, is it just a slow process to get some loggers in, interested in this kind of a development? Um, it's been a long, slow process because for probably about a couple years, we were the only one that signed up, and it took probably two, three years, and, and it takes time. Because it's just like how we were, we were reluctant, you know, okay, let's let's try it. And everybody thinks, okay, once you sign this contract, you kind of have that feeling all the time that we're locked in for life. Well, no, the truth is we're not locked in for life. We're locked in for basically one year. And at 10 months, we can opt out if we wish. And that's one thing loggers have okay. to realize that with Local 49, when we sign that contract from that date, we can get together at 10 months and opt out at the end of the at the end of that year so and we've talked about this off air before dan and i and ryan that actually i told them you're actually only have to be for one month really if you really think about it because if you lay if everybody's laid off and you're done you're not you don't have to continue paying the benefits in so you could actually cut it down to one month but basically the contract that we have signed is good for one year, and at that 10 months, you can do the paperwork and, and opt out if you wish, but we have no plans of opting out. It's been working out very well, and their training center is really spectacular to go look at. Yeah, you had mentioned that the last time, uh, I think, we, we talked just, uh, just after you had signed up, that you were very impressed with the, uh, with the training facility. It, it is, folks, it's really something to see. It looks like state, it is state-of-the-art. Everything's neat. Everything's clean. Lots of equipment. Uh, and Jason, I hope Jason is still hooked up there. But, yeah, he is. Uh, Jason, would you want to elaborate on some of that down there? Because he has some 
I thought it, very impressive news for the timber industry if the folks out there listening what they're planning on doing. Absolutely, Peter. Uh, happy to jump in and, and just wanted to, to say to you, uh, we, we appreciate your, our partnership with you and um, it's been fantastic and it's been a pleasure working with you. Um, and, and just so everybody understands, Peter's uh, just a tremendous advocate and voice for the, the timber industry and it's just been, been an honor to, to work with you, my friend. So I wanted to, get to say that up top, but uh, just to touch on um, the, the investment that we just made, uh, I'm the chair, I'm the business manager of of the local union, and I'm also the chair of our apprenticeship uh, committee, which is a joint labor management committee. There's five contractors that sit on the board with with the representatives, and it's an equal partnership. And we just last week um, voted to make an investment of a couple hundred thousand dollars in a state-of-the-art piece of a a simulator equipment that is specific to the logging industry and tree tree clearing industry, uh, which we represent members in both industries. Um, and this will provide us the opportunity to to really train specifically for logging. Uh, we've always had equipment training. You know, as Peter mentioned, we have you know forty, fifty pieces of equipment at our training center all the time that we can train on. But this is specific to logging, and that that investment um, you know is is a direct result of the partnerships that we have with Peter, and then how it's growing. You know, it's good with Peter, as you described, but, you know, we've added several other contractors on board now, and this thing is kind of growing, and, and we wanted to recognize that and make an investment in specific training uh, for the industry. In addition to that, we're committed to hiring instructor uh, full-time to uh, train folks on this from the industry, um, and we have oh, several that's exciting. Leads. We have several leads on who that's going to be, um, and we'll find a good person that you know knows the industry, has done the work, and can train train new people and train experienced people uh, on this piece of uh, equipment, the simulator. So we're excited about it. Um, we're proud of it. Uh, we are extremely optimistic about the future of the industry and our partnership with it. Uh, one thing on well, that, Jason. Folks, uh, um, sorry, there, Brad, but just real quick on this, um, on that, yeah. on something like that now. Those simulators are very beneficial. They really do help. It's because when you when a logger purchases a, like a cut to length system, and that's what this is kind of is to help out. You're buying a very expensive. You're talking anywhere from probably six to eight hundred thousand dollar one piece of equipment. Okay, and now you're yeah. if somebody doesn't have any experience on it. How are you going to get the experience unless you sit in the saddle and run it? Well, the simulators exactly. where you could get training, I think it's right around 100 hours is what you need to before you're really ready to uh, start tackling the woods, I guess you could, so to speak, of just in the simulator. And what it does is then you're not burning fuel, you're not stopping production, you're actually getting somebody ready to come to the woods. And this is, to me, if you're running those kind of systems, it's huge. That's a big, big benefactor for folks out there in the timber industry. Boy, I can see that, uh, Jason. When you were talking about the simulator, I can I, I can see that uh, this is something that if if you got a fairly good logging operation and you're going to invest the kind of money that Peter was talking about in equipment, you want to make sure that the people that you've got working for you know how to handle that, or else you're going to end up breaking it. <laughs> and th- this is really a beneficial piece. It really is, and it's uh, it's the business model that we have. It's a partnership that we have with our contractors. Where, you know, they they prov- the, the the deal is that people like Peter provide good wages and benefits to their employees. You know, industry leading that allows them to raise their families and have a good life. And 
and the union uh, on our part invests in training with them and, and healthcare systems that are easy for them and and retirement systems that are easy and you know it's it and we do this together and the nice thing about this simulator is going to be as well is that uh it's going to be mobile so we'll be able to bring it places uh put it on a a, a tailor and bring it out to contractors if they need it or wherever they want to do it you know the instructor and the and the simulator can go wherever so um it is it's in 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 peter talked about it and we know way better than me but uh you know the it's it's dangerous work and yeah, yeah. This well, listen, we are we are a for-profit radio show, and we have a sponsor, so we're going to have to take a quick break. But guys, uh, uh, Jason, Dan, Ryan, uh, Peter, when we come back after this quick break, maybe we can talk a little bit more about th- things like this stimulator and how this or simulator and how this would really uh, stimulate uh, a, a, a logger to experience expend the kind of money that he might need to make his operation more efficient, more effective, because he knows now he's got the ability to train his operators on it. We're going to take this break, and then we'll come back with uh, Pete Woods and let the sawdust fly. Giant redwood, larch, the fir, the mighty Scotch pine, the smell of fresh-cut timber, the crash of mighty trees. With my best girl by my side, We'd sing, sing, sing. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the laboratory. And we go to the laboratory. We're back. Pete Woods, I never get enough of that song. It is hilarious. You know, Pete has uh, uh, Pete has some very interesting guests with him today, members of the local 49ers union, uh, Dan, Ryan, and Jason. And Jason, uh, before we went away to break, was talking about uh, this uh, uh, simulator that they're going to purchase, which will allow uh, people that are thinking about investing a large sum of money into a piece of equipment and wondering where they're going to get the training for it an opportunity to get training ahead of time. I love the idea, Jason, that you're going to be able to take it out to a work site uh, where a guy, maybe a logger, has eight, ten people working for him, and he doesn't want to have these guys uh, turned loose for two, three days at time for training. Might be able to get uh, two hours here, four hours there, and really get some additional training. I think, Peter, that's a real plus. Yeah, Jason, could you elaborate on it? I, I do believe it is on wheels, and you could take it to a lot. Let's say you could go anywhere from down by the metro area all the way up to International Falls and pull it around, and they could be put in somebody's yard, and they could start trying to learn how to run that. Instead of five people coming down, you take the machine to them, so to speak. Is that a, is that a possibility on something like that? Absolutely, and that's that's the way we we wanted it to be, and, and that's the benefit of it being a simulator as opposed to a, a an actual piece of equipment where you need space and you know uh, like 400 acres we have in Hinkley. The simulator allows us to do that, and the instructor that we're going to hire is specifically you know part of the job description is going to be that kind of travel of taking this to where the people need it um, and making it easy for contractors to take advantage of it so that they don't have to like you said, send two or three of their people down to Hinkley for a few days. You know, we can bring it up there and, and do a day of day or two of training right on site. So it's a big advantage, it, it, as, as Peter was alluding to, too. It's a, it's a safer alternative in the logging industry, especially with 
you know, training on a simulator as opposed to hopping in a real piece of equipment in the woods and trying to figure it out or train somebody like that, uh, which is both a little bit, you know, dangerous, but also, you know, like, like Peter mentioned, a risk to the equipment, which is very expensive. So it's, it's, we feel like it's, it's a great uh, solution um, to workforce training. And as Peter knows, as an employer, and we, we're dealing with right now, it's, it's harder and harder to find uh, workers and having the ability to train mobily and have state-of-the-art equipment to train on is a huge advantage for a union contractor. Yep. And, and on that, uh, it, folks, it's not just for, how you would say, the stereotypical, got to be a male with a beard going in the woods and chewing snuff and all that. It's, it's not that way with these kind of opportunities coming our way. I can even say for, like, my own daughter at 18, she learned how to drive truck, got her CDL, and she and people think, well, was it an automatic or what? What was it? It was uh, no, it was a full load truck. Uh, well, it took time for training in that, but uh, she drove and learned and learned and learned, and she got good at it. She could shift. It was, she learned on an eighteen-speed transmission. Remember the truck you rode in the parade, Brad? That's the one she learned on. Yes. All you know, you Whoa. kind of all those controls and all that <laughs> stuff all over the place. <laughs> oh <laughs> it gets God. intimidating, but you practice and practice, and then she went down to the training center, and she got trained, and she got her CDL, and she passed. And uh, folks, uh, she can do it. Other people, ladies out there, if you want to try something a career list, you can do it too. She's still in college full time, so she. But she did make her first trip to the mill by herself from the woods, pulling close to 100,000 pounds by herself. Wow. From the job That's impressive. to the mill, back to the yard, she did it by herself. And she did it at 18 years old because she wanted to accomplish before she turned 19. So I said, well, there was a weekend where she had a little break from schooling. And I said, you want to do this, you got to do it now. This is your day to do it. And she did it. She made it all by herself, folks. And it's to prove that if you want to, this something like this to me opens up a lot of doors that if you're a young lady out there, even middle-aged or whatever, and you want to venture into something different, I would strongly say, would you like to give it a whirl? It doesn't, you don't well, have um, to be it, knowledgeable on it because uh, we got to start no. somewhere. And like you said, Peter, uh, it's tough to find employees today. There are employee shortages all over, and uh, and and women want to get into different fields. They want to be able to, you know, if a if a young lady feels she wants to be out in the woods, some she wants to be in nature, yet she wants to do physical type of work uh, without having to, uh, you know, kill herself doing it. Uh, she can learn on the job with stuff like this, with training and with uh, uh, the help of the resources that are made available. It, it's a real plus. Look, we've got to take our CBS News break, but when we come back, let's talk about what other things you guys uh, see as future things that maybe will tie together uh, the 49ers and loggers in the Northland uh, into, uh, into other areas. So let's take our CBS News break, and then we'll come back with, the, uh, with Pete Woods and let the sawdust fly. AM 610, KDAL, News, Weather, Sports. Well, 
We uh, we are back here on uh, on KDAL Radio. So, Peter Woods, yep. uh, you've got your guests in from the 49ers unions. Uh, you've had uh, a, pretty much a year with them now. You know that there's some advantages, and you're looking forward to uh, even more uh, things that can that you guys can work on uh, together com- uh, to make the industry grow. Where do you see this going down the line? Well, um, on, on this, I hope it expands a little bit more. Right now, we've been with them coming up on five years, and we're going to keep going. Uh, our family business is going to stay with them for quite a while because we, we, we trust them very greatly. And the good thing about, like, the for, for, one, for instance, folks, one thing like that happened for us now this last year is uh, Dan came and told me that, you know, our winter time is our busiest time of the year. And he told me about this young man that would be interested in coming and working in the woods for the wintertime. He does construction. His name is Hunter Hanson. He lives up in the, um, up past Virginia a little bit. Very nice young man. And he worked out great. Dan told me about him. He came down. He started working for us steady. He worked all that we needed to work. He worked Saturdays or whatever days had to be worked, and it worked out fantastic. And uh, what I call that, folks, is for you the guys out there that don't know, I, I call that sharing employees. It's it's that he's he's laid off now from us because we're all done for the season basically, and sure. and he go, and now he'll go back to his dirt work or construction or whatever end he does and, he, and he'll he'll make a very good living. It, it worked out very good, young, good guy, and it worked out great. And so this is where you you have your your dialogue with your union rep where okay I'm looking for a certain person. Do you have anybody like this and fit the bill? And we've had other people in the past before your union that we had some union workers but now we have the connection on a regular basis and hunter plans on coming back and we want him back next year but so for right now folks we don't have to pay any benefits for him because he's going to go back to construction and so something like that works out excellent in, in what we do and and for the loggers out there listening um what if you looked at it that way some maybe he could share employees and with the with the training center maybe get a little bit more done that way but you you have to look at how you could be a part of it. Sure, how you have to you have to make the phone calls and think on it. If it's like I've had heard loggers say, "Well, it's just it's just not fitting yet." It's just if it's not fitting now, when in the past has it? Do you think it would have fit? If we would have had this program set up twenty thirty years ago, would it have worked then? You say, well, no, maybe not. Okay, in the future, when do you think it will be? When do you think it will be? Well, we're not sure. Well, when you're kicking the can down the road. Are you willing to meet with them and talk to them and find out? Because we don't have time during the show to go over all these things. But they would be willing yeah. to meet and talk with you. Yeah, um, I guess I would just add on top of that that uh, you know every every relationship has to has to start somewhere. It's obviously. Um, Back in 2019, when when we were on here, when Peter was our only signatory contractor, um, we've come a long ways. We actually have 12 contractors in the state of Minnesota that are now signed to our logging agreement, and uh, a majority of them, 11, are in you know what I would say northern Minnesota. Um, and those folks have given us the opportunities to come into their their garages or out where they work or into their uh, dining room tables, and have given us the time. Um, to sit down and, and talk about the benefits that we bring to the table and how we can better their families' lifestyles by bringing in quality health insurance and, and retirements and training and, and shared employees, like Peter said as well. Um, and and not only that, um, 
not only just those 12 contractors that we have signed, um, we've had numerous conversations with a lot of individuals in the logging industry as well that uh, continue to resonate, and, and we get invited back um, to talk and ask, answer a few more questions as the days go on. And I think it's a it's a snowball that is, is definitely rolling, and um, it's, it's not a fast, uh, you know, snowball that's going down the hill at 100 miles an hour, but it's a good, steady um, clip of a snowball that's uh, starting to get into a bigger size. And, and uh, I think that, that uh, you know, with Peter's help and some of our other union contractors out there talking uh, to their friends that are in the logging industry about about what we bring to the table, um, I think it's it's been a, a really beneficial for us as, as a whole. So. And, and Brad, and Brad, with that, you also you also have somebody like Jason George down at St. Paul that could be always having his ear to what's going on down there, and he will stick up for the timber industry very much so because there's things that we don't know he's doing that you find out later that he's doing, and and Jason, are you still there? Where we could elaborate on a few things because you're well connected in St. Paul, and so if a logger somebody has well, we really need a meeting with this individual or with the governor. Is that even remotely possible? Yeah, Peter. The other thing that you know, besides the the business partnership and the, the training and the healthcare and all the the structure that we provide, that we've discussed, we also partner with our industries. You know, the industries that employ our members are vitally important to us, and and that also is a true partnership. So that what that means is, you know, our union is fourteen thousand five hundred people strong, and and you know thirty five thousand when you include their family members. Um, so we're a, we're a significant entity in this region, and we're we're very active politically, uh, both voting, but also with contributions and just you know relationships and things that we've built over the years. And the nice thing about our union and the difference between us and a lot of unions is that we work with both sides of the aisle. So I have just as good a relationships with the governor, who's a Democrat in this state, as I do with the Republican leadership in this state and equal access to walk into anybody's office and advocate for the timber industry. And we're happy to do that uh, whenever called upon. And we've partnered with people like Scott Dane and, and Peter and others to, to, to do some of those things, and it's been impactful. Um, so that, that's another part of the partnership that's, that's beneficial to the industry. And, and, you know, as I like to tell people and I've told Peter, like, you know, if there is no work, you know, essentially, there's no employees and there's no union. So this is work and you know, work opportunities and making sure the timber timber industry thrives is also part of our job, is the way I look at it. And we have access to those rooms. Um, we're very well respected on both sides of the aisle, so it doesn't matter who's in charge. We can get things done, and we can help the timber industry get things done that they need to get done to uh, secure their future. So that's something we're real proud of too, and and you know something that we bring to the table that you know trying to do on your own as an industry or you know just as an individual contractor is difficult so um well i'll tell you what guys uh dan and and ryan and jason uh i've known pete for uh a lot of years and uh i knew right away the first time i met him i thought you know here's a guy that's not a typical or atypical logger uh, this guy is a uh, is somebody that wants this whole industry to improve and move and uh, and have good things happen to it, and uh, I, I think you've got a good spokesman who's going to be out there looking for other uh, uh, looking for other logging operations that are looking for to grow and to get the benefits that they might be able to get out of a collection uh, and connection with the 49ers as well. So, guys, uh, I want to thank you for your time this morning, and Pete. 
uh, you, you do such a great job of, of bringing the needs and, and and wants and desires and just the benefits of the logging industry. Uh, you know, we've been uh, we've been so fortunate on this show on Sound Off to have you, and we hope to continue to have you for infinitum uh, to make sure that the uh, logging industry has a strong voice here in the Northland. So well, well, Brad, we want to thank you very much. I appreciate that very much, the kind words and that. Uh, I just want to thank the folks that are willing to listen to us. But one thing we didn't get out yet is how to contact these folks. If somebody's yeah. listening, like there's people listening in West Virginia, Georgia, Florida that are listening to the show, and maybe they'd want to talk to Dan or Ryan or Jason about how this works. Could we get those numbers out so, folks, you can have somebody to contact? The easiest way, Peter, is to go on our website, local49.org. You know, Dan Snitterich's information is on there, cell phone numbers, mine, Jason George, you know, Ryan Davies. All of our contact information is on that website, and you can find any of us there, and you can reach out to any of us, and we can we can uh, schedule an appointment or just talk on the phone wherever you're at about what we can do together. So that's the easiest thing uh, in, a, in a quick t- time here we have here is www.local49.org is where to go. Or, or I would just Fantastic. add on there, if you guys want to call me direct, this is Dan, uh, 218-290-2694. Uh, give me a call. Anytime. All right. Very good. Thanks. Uh, Pete, again, another enjoyable segment. I think we learned a lot. Uh, Looking forward to uh, next month. But uh, Let the Sawdust Fly is always one of the most uh, interesting segments, and we get a lot of people to download the podcast after you've been on. So we want to thank you again for your time this morning. Thanks, folks. Thank you all. Thank you. Well, we've got to take our uh, we got to take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back and wrap up uh, this uh, second hour here on Sound Off on KDAL six ten radio. KDAL. Americans, they're hurting, but I will not open the pipeline. Then we will. Wait, just a- the cash pipeline opens. Turn that off with your chance to win one thousand dollars. We're ruining the environment. This is KDAL AM 610 at FM 103.9. KDAL time, 1254, 32 degrees in Superior. Light snow continues to fall. There is a winter weather advisory for the Twin Ports. Now, Kenny, i got to tell you really quick, and yeah. I know we only got a minute or two here. The other day, I was following a logging truck down here in Florida. Now, they different logging operations altogether. They log these big pine trees, these long, they're real thin, but they're long. Yeah. And they use them for fence posts and stuff. And I pulled into a gas station behind this guy, and I'm out filling my car. And I said to him, I said, hey, I noticed you were, you know, logging. And he said, oh, I, I have, I'm connected with logging operation up in Minnesota. He says, oh, Yeah. Well, who, what's that? And so I tell, started telling him about it. He said, wait a minute. Are you the guy on the radio? <laughs> I swear to <laughs> God. I said, I said, what are you talking He said, well, we've been told about this logging show, Let the Sawdust Fly, that comes on. And a lot of us listen to it online because it's one of the only logging shows in the country. Unreal. And I couldn't believe myself. That's awesome, I, Brad. I had to pinch myself but i said yeah we uh we we podcast it and he said well i didn't know it was podcast we just listen online when you're streaming it on last wednesday outstanding well again it's on the uh, website kdal610.com click on the podcast link and you'll find let the sawdust fly yeah 
Well, there you go, Northlanders. I'll tell you what, we got a lot to get over in this third hour. So please get yourself some coffee. Come back to us uh, here very soon because uh, I'm going to give you the first breakthrough in the uh, lawsuits by Trump against the Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party for the Russian dossier. Turns out they have been smacked down by some hefty fines by the Federal Election Commission. And I'll tell you about that when we come back with our number three. 